and I was talking to uh, my my partner Mustafa, and uh, I was explaining to him that I feel that Otlub is my baby. I it's not easy to sell your baby, but uh, Mustafa was very realistic. He told me, "No, Otlub is not your baby. Otlub is is a business that we are doing to make money, and." Uh, we both have uh, new ideas to develop. Uh, we have new things to do. Uh, we want to do them. So you you claim we'll make this money in three years. Why wait for three years to make it until we start our new business? Let's make it right now and go and, and do our uh, our new businesses. And I agreed. I agreed to him. So we sold. That was the voice of Ayman Rashid, founder of many startups, including founding the first delivery app in the world. I am your host, Ali Zweil, and this is the Startups Arabia podcast, where you learn about the Arab startups ecosystem from the best founders, investors, and operators in the region. Welcome to the Startups Arabia podcast. Our guest today is Ayman Rashid. Ayman has founded a lot of companies. A while back, he founded Otlob.com, which was a food delivery service firm that he that got acquired, went from idea to acquisition in less than a year. So we're going to talk uh, about this experience and go really deep in it. But also, uh, Ayman has uh, founded IT Blocks, which is a multi-product software services company, which has had several products such as Sorta Corsat, EG Banners, Into Meetings, and others, as well as an IT training center called Gates. Uh, Ayman has an engineering degree, a master's in, in engineering, an MBA, and a diploma in software as well. So he's been keeping himself busy across his career. He's a very strong figure in the Egyptian startup ecosystem. He volunteers his time all the time, mentors founders, and uh, does a lot of uh, courses that he gives uh, pro bono as well to help others learn from his experience. So. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Now, here's our interview. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Startups Arabia podcast. And I have the pleasure to be hosting Ayman Rashid uh, with me. Uh, Ayman uh, is the founder of one of the first startups ever to be built in the whole region. So I would say easily it's one of the first five startups in the region and one of the first exits in the region. So I think there's a lot we can learn uh, from his experience and uh, also a lot we can know about how the region works and how startups um, are different in the region from his experience. I'd like to say some small thing about Otlob before we start, which is that Otlob was a delivery, a food delivery website because there were no apps at the time. It was, I think, 1999. And, yeah. um, and it started like 13, 14 years before DoorDash and Deliveroo and all these things. And I'll tell a small story that Eamon doesn't know, well, which is that there was a a guy visiting from London in the, in the United Kingdom to Egypt uh, as an expert from Vodafone headquarters to Vodafone Egypt. And uh, they were like, uh, they, these, like all tech people, we tend to eat a lot while we're working. 
And so they were going to order food. And then he saw them opening this website called otlob.com. And he was like amazed. This was like 2002 or 2003. He was amazed. He was so amazed that, that we had this uh, cool startup uh, in Egypt that he called people uh, back home in London right then and told them, wow, you can't imagine what's happening here in Egypt. I'm ordering food online. So uh, with that intro, uh, let me welcome you, Ayman. Welcome to the podcast. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really glad that I'm hosted by you. I, I would really like to have a nice conversation. Thank I'm you, sure Ayman. Yeah, I'm, it's going to be a great conversation, I'm sure. So it would be great if we start by hearing from you the story of Otlo. How did the idea come about? What, what made you want to do Otlo? At the time, there were no mobile apps, no mobile phones with GPS, etc. But you decided to do it as a website. So tell me more about what, what Outlook did and how the idea started. Nobody had then thought about mobile apps. There were no mobile apps in the world. Uh, the future was the, uh, was the website. Internet was the future then. Uh, actually, I am um, having been working in Ritzy in 1993, gave me the opportunity to be uh, working in the first place that had internet in Egypt. So I, I was used to, to the internet from its beginning uh, in Egypt. I'm, uh, I know about it. I know how to use it. And then uh, in 1999, I was, uh, you know, I was around 29 years old uh, and uh, thinking of starting uh, my own business. I was not happy at the work I was working. Uh, I, I was happy with my career and I wanted to start my own business. Actually, uh, a year before that, I had just returned from Saudi Arabia. I went to work in Saudi Arabia for, uh, for a year. And then I turned back and uh, I was thinking that uh, I can, uh, if, if, I, uh, if I was successful in, uh, in Saudi Arabia, then I can start my own business here with my connections and with my, uh, uh, with my skills. Uh, and, uh, but I, I, it, it wasn't easy to find an idea. Actually, uh, I and my friend were used to, to meet and, and, uh, and always think of new ideas to start businesses. But uh, whenever they come with, a, with an idea, I always said, no, this idea, we will not be able to, uh, to build it. It will not succeed. Uh, this country, uh, the only thing that can succeed in this country is, a uh, opening a cafe or, 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 a, or a restaurant. And they always said that I was, uh, uh, I was putting them down for their ideas, but I was kind of, uh, uh, I was not optimistic, but I was not pessimistic because I was a realistic person. Uh, then suddenly, uh, I was driving, uh, talking to my wife, we were going to Alexandria. And uh, I was telling her that I'm not happy in, in the company I was working for. And if just I find the idea that I, uh, uh, that I can start, I will, I would start it uh, immediately. And then suddenly, uh, I, I saw the whole idea in, in, in my mind as if it's life in front of me. Um, I, I, I knew the problem. The problem was there. The problem has always been there. I think the problem is still there. Uh, of course, it differs because of different circumstances, but uh, different technologies uh, available in the 
in the market, but still every one of us, uh, every day, he, he, he wants to have luck, especially that now we are used to the, to working until five or six or seven, perhaps. So we, 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 now have become to, to, uh, to get lunch at work. So what happens is that one person comes to you at the office, uh, your colleague, he says, aren't we going to have lunch today? Oh yes, I'm hungry as well. So what would we eat? Uh, every day we don't know what to eat because we don't have menus of the restaurants. We don't know them at the restaurants. They are not listed in front of us. We don't have the menus. We don't have the prices. And, uh, even if we know the, the menu and the price and the restaurant, then we go to the other problem is the telephone. We want to, to call the restaurant. We don't have the numbers. And if we have the numbers. In 1999, in Egypt, there were no uh, good telephone line. Mobiles were just still very new, very expensive. Uh, in, in, in any company or enterprise, you would find only two or three landlines that you have to dial nine to get the, to get the line to call the restaurant, and uh, nine is always busy. So you have to keep calling nine until you get the line, and then you call the restaurant. And to our surprise, restaurants as well, don't have a lot of lines uh, at that time. They didn't have uh, a lot of lines. So it was the time where uh, the waiting uh, feature came to uh, came to, to, to the market where uh, the order taker, he would answer your, your call. And then he says, would you please wait a moment? And then he goes to another call, take the order and then comes back to you. Yes, what would we say? And then he takes your order and then in the middle, so would you wait a minute? And he goes and open another call and so on. It was very hectic. Uh, sometimes, uh, the one who is responsible to call the, our colleague, I mean, uh, who, who has taken the responsibility to call the restaurant for us, uh, he gets busy and he doesn't call the restaurant and an hour later, uh, you, you go back to him and tell him, where's the food? Why didn't it come? Oh, I forgot to call the restaurant. It was busy. I couldn't call them and so on. So what I thought of, uh, of uh, internet at then was, was kind of, you know, uh, static content. Yeah. It, it was the whole time with, with this, all, all of the static content. So I thought, why won't we put all the static content on the internet? And then, uh, if you're facing a problem with, with calling, I would provide you with a secretary. I'll supply you with a secretary. Who will just take your order and then he will call, he will make the call for you. It's his only job is to make the call for you. And this is, was, this was my idea. I would provide you with a secretary to make the order for you. So you just open the website, you get all the information from it. And then our, uh, our call center, or you will put the order online and our call center will make the call to the restaurant for you. Uh, of course. Now in 2022, you would ask me, oh, you were not thinking of integrating with the restaurant. Yes, I thought of that, but that was impossible then. It was literally impossible. Uh, no integrations, uh, available. It was very difficult. It was very expensive. Uh, it, it, they it weren't even connected to the net. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And you know, we were connected to the net via, uh, uh, a dial-up, uh, connection. Yeah, there were no exactly. ADSL. The restaurants were, yeah. Restaurants were not connected to the internet, of yeah. course. 
And even if you go to a restaurant owner, then uh, I, I remember I met a, an owner and I was trying to explain to him the idea that we will call him to make the order for another guy and we are going to take a commission from him on this call. He, would, he didn't understand. He didn't understand the idea of internet at all at then. So he was asking me, are you going to send me a fax? Or so, I don't have a fax machine. I told him, no, I'm not going to use a fax. I'm just going to call you. So he said, what's the internet for then? I told him, this is between me and my customer. You don't see that. I just call you. And all what I want to you, from you is just deliver the order to the guy and take your, you take your money. Uh, no, uh, internet literacy was very low. Nobody knew this, but internet was growing as hell. Uh, everybody was, go was starting to use the internet. And the other side is the delivery itself. The delivery business, which is a phenomenon in Egypt, and I think it has become phenomenon everywhere now, uh, it was just starting. But in Egypt, we were, we were leaders in the, in the whole world, actually, in delivery. It's true. I remember when, when, I, when I met uh, the McDonald's team and talking about the delivery and, and this thing, McDonald's then told me that they don't have delivery service uh, in the whole world except in Egypt exactly. and I think uh, Mexico. It's only Egypt and Mexico then. So uh, delivery was still new, new concept. Right. Uh, but I saw that delivery is, is coming. It, it has to come. Everybody is using delivery, will be using delivery. It's, it's, uh, it's a solution to many problems in Egypt, you know, the traffic problems, the call problems, different problems. And at the same time, internet, everybody is trying to use the internet. I mean, the customers. They are becoming to uh, dial-ups. Even if it's dial-up, everybody is on the internet all the time. Uh, you know, it, it, now it's in 2022, everybody is opening his Facebook all the time. He's, he's, you know, your, your Facebook, your Twitter, your, your social media. By then, there were kind of, you know, those old social media. Of course, you've been there and you, you remember the, uh, yeah. what was the name? ICQ. My space in the forums and ICQ and ICQ, all these things. ICQ. Yeah, and and yeah. Yahoo and, and uh, MSN Messenger yeah, and Messenger Yahoo. came after that. All, yeah. all of this. Uh, you know, my, my team actually, they have developed the idea to use ICQ. I didn't know that. I, I was not an ICQ user. I never used this kind of uh, uh, messaging services. But uh, our team, the order takers, uh, they took the orders. And then they call the restaurant. So sometimes restaurants have problems with the order. Like, for example, uh, it's a small restaurant and they have on the menu, uh, they sell uh, fish, for example. So uh, you ask for fish and they, told, they tell you, sorry, we don't have fish today. So what you have to do is you, you need to go back to your customer telling him that there's no fish because he has ordered fish over Outlook and you want to have Outlook as a reliable business. But we don't have a way to call the customer unless he gives us his number. He gives us his number and he, he doesn't have a mobile number, by the way. It's a, it's a landline number. Of course. And we try to call him and it's busy, 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 busy because he is on the internet. He is <laughs> open. And what's he doing on the net? So actually my order takers, they got the idea of, oh, if he's on the net, then he's on ICQ. Let's go exactly. to ICQ. And search for him. And they used to go for ICQ and search for their customers. 
and talk to him. I'm I'm this order taker from Otlop, and you have ordered this thing. Yes, I have. I'm sorry, this uh, fish is not available. Yeah. To, you know. So I want to take a step back uh, from these and, and kind of say, you know, now you're driving to Alexandria. You get this idea. What was the first step you did? Did you you did did you leave your job? Did you go look no, for no, someone no. to work with? Actually, did you? I mean, actually, what was what the I first did, steps you take? You took. My first step when I was in the car. I told the wife, please give me my mobile. And I called a friend, uh, a close friend, and I told him the idea. Uh, I told him, I want you to be in with me, in it, to, to, to partner with me in it. But I found uh, a very uh, pessimistic answer. Uh, he was reluctant mm -hmm. to work on the idea. And he said, oh, yeah, I know this idea. We have done it before. I understood it in, deep in me that he did not understand the idea. He did not understand how big it is, how big it can be. So, um, and he told me, look, I know, I know you are, uh, you're excited now with the idea, but uh, let's wait until you come back from Alexandria and uh, talk. Actually, I couldn't wait. I, 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 I told my wife, look, uh, I want to go back. I don't want to go to Alex. Uh, wow. But if you want to go, uh, then uh, I'll go, but uh, I'll work. don't consider me with you. I'll be all the time overwhelmed with the idea. I'll be thinking of the idea all the time, so excuse me. She said, okay, let's mm -hmm. let's go on. Let's continue our trip, and uh, I understand that you will be overwhelmed. And that, that was the, actually what happened. I was overwhelmed with the idea that I did not remember anything in this trip until now. I don't even remember where we stayed. <laughs> but uh, when I came back, uh, I didn't leave the job, no. I, I started working on the idea and I started looking how I can start implementing it. And uh, one of my friends whom, as I told you, we were used to sit together and discuss uh, new ideas. He called me and he said, where are you hiding these days? So I told him I have a new idea and I'm working on it. He said, okay, let's meet. Discuss. As soon as I met him, he said, I'm in with you. Uh, so he, he was in with me and we started uh, working. We needed uh, somebody to develop the, the, the website. Uh, actually, both of us were technical, but we did not know how to develop uh, websites by then. Uh, it was not our experience. So we hired uh, a new ITI fresh graduate who developed it for us. And uh, during the development period, we, uh, we, uh, we hired a, a team for sales and a team for the order taking. Uh, and we tried to, to get uh, as many deals as possible with restaurants and, and as many restaurants in our database as possible, even if we don't have a deal with them. Right. And, and this was all while working full time. Yes, yes, I was working full time, and Mustafa as well was working full time uh, at the same time. Uh, we worked the, in the afternoons on the on the idea, mm -hmm. and in in uh, it took us around five months to be live, between five and six months. Mm -hmm. And and when we wanted to launch, we started launching. We uh, we rented a, an apartment uh, in in. Nasser City, uh, mm -hmm. 
at that time, it was in the suburbs of Nasser City. You know, it's kind right. of, a, it, it was in the desert. Now it's in the <laughs> middle of Nasser City, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it was it was at the end of the Nasser City then, and it was an empty uh, apartment. We just put two, two, two tables, three or four chairs, and the three or four PCs, and a, and a telephone line. Two telephone lines, actually, because that was the most important thing for us. Of course. Um, one was used for dial-up, and the other one was for the calls. Uh, right. Uh, and you hadn't taken any funding. This was all like your savings, no, no right? Funding, no funding. Funding is, is, is too new for us. It's too new for that. You know, exactly. I, I think at the time there was only one VC in all of Egypt and maybe the whole region. Uh, one person, not one company. <laughs> actually, actually, there were few. Or there two. were few. Really? Uh, okay. Yes, there were few. Yani, uh, so we'll get to that. Um, yes. So I, I wanted to ask you about, I mean, here you are, you're starting. It's a, it's a two-sided marketplace. So it's kind of, you have the restaurants on one side and the restaurants need customers to come. And then you have the customers on, on the other side and they need food and restaurants to be interested. Yes. So, you know, you, it's the typical chicken and egg problem. Uh, I'd love yeah. to understand, you know, how you uh, approach this problem and how you actually got things started uh, with the marketplace. Look, we, we have decided from the beginning that we are going to put as many restaurants as we can. So what right. we did is that we went in the streets, uh, we collected menus, even if you were not able to meet the, the management to agree on, on any deal or anything. We'll put you on our database, we, we'll give you orders, and when you feel our orders, you will, you will talk to us. Right. That was our idea. Uh, and actually, we, we, we managed to meet three or four or five of the larger restaurants, serious, and uh, we were not welcome at all. They did not like the idea. They, they did not understand it. They were afraid that we would not be uh, of good quality to them. Uh, perhaps we, we might not be... Uh, uh, we might cause problems, uh, affect their, uh, their brand, things like this. Uh, but actually we had their menus on, on our website working all the time, even if we don't get money from them, because our, our, uh, our business model was based on a commission based from the rest of them. But we thought right. that we can, we can postpone the, the commissions until we have many orders. They will have to pay us if we have many orders. Which is Indeed. which? The case now, actually, restaurants run after the the aggregators, whether they are about menus or whatever. Uh, right. They run after them, and they want to pay them because they bring them orders. Right. So that's how. And then you needed to get the orders. So yes. what did you do to to do that? <laughs> we didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know. Then how how to. How to penetrate? How to how to market ourselves? But what happened is, before we launched, or just just before we launched, we found a couple of other websites launching, uh, or on the same, almost the same uh, status, uh, and we decided that to, we three are going to uh, share banners together. Uh, so uh, when you open Outlook, you will find a banner for one of the other two. And if you open uh, one of the other two, you will find 
the banner of Otlup. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started talking to our friends and friends of friends and and we got an email list that we sent. I think that was the real start of marketing. It's a cold email. Uh, we, we got an email, a big email list and we sent to them that here's Otlup, but that this is what we do and things like this. And then we started getting orders. There were not many. Uh, we started with one order a day and then two orders a day, five orders a day, eight orders a day, nine orders a day. You know, we were just following up every day how many orders we are getting. They were very few, but actually uh, we were getting may, more, much more visits than the orders because we mm. used to put the, the, the restaurant telephone yes. on the website. Uh, and we we met people and they said, oh, we, we're stealing you. We go to the website and we get the number and we call the restaurant by ourselves. And we were saying, oh, yeah, but okay. Uh, we, were, we were actually, we intended to put the number because putting the number on the website caused traffic to come. And when there is traffic, there will be orders. Yep. So we, we were getting traffic. We were being known. We, we, we went into, there were, uh, companies that started living on Otlo. You know, when you go to the company and they tell you, okay, we are, we are, uh, this company is 250 person or 100 person. And all of us open Otlo all the time to, uh, to order food. Yes. They do not order from us right now, but they are opening Outlook for the, for the, for the information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we, we were, we were finding a lot of, uh, attraction in the market, people coming to visit, to, to get the things. When we talk to anybody, they say, yeah, we heard about you. Uh, we find a lot of, uh, journalists, jor- uh, journalists coming to us and saying that we wanted to, to write about you. They wrote about us in different newspapers. We were in the. Akbar, I think, Ahram, uh, many, many of them. Uh, we were uh, invited to uh, conferences, talk about Oplo. Uh You know, other companies uh, contacted us and they said, we want to, uh, to see how we can cooperate together. Uh, it, it was making good attraction, yet no money. Yeah. So... Um... So how did you, when did you know that you had, you know, what, at the time the, the word didn't exist, but you know, product market fit, when did you feel, yes, this can be a viable business? I'm sure, I mean, you started very optimistic, obviously, but, yeah. but, but I'm sure you had like things, you, doubts and things you wanted to see. When no, did we you, were having doubts for every, every minute. We were having doubts all the time because, because it's, there were no money in, in the, in the business we were, we were, uh, spending from our pockets and, mm-hmm. uh, no income, very, very, very low income, or actually you can say zero income because even if you have income on paper, but still this income is distributed among a lot of restaurants that if you go to this restaurant, you will tell him, I, I have, uh, you owe me five pounds. It's less than the, mm-hmm. the price of a sandwich. So you will not go and get it. So there's no income uh, at all. Uh, we, we, we were having doubts, but we can see that there is something being cooked, something happening. We don't know how, how it will uh, eventually do, uh, make money, but it's coming. It is coming. 
Yeah, you you had this kind of gut feeling because of all the pu market pull. Yes, yes. So, I mean, did you decide at some point to leave your full-time job and focus on this or did this? No, not yet, not yet, not yet. Actually, uh, we were still on our jobs. Uh, actually, I, I had to change job uh, just after the launch of Otlo. And uh, when I was doing the interview, I told them I have, I have Otlo. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this before you hire me. Because I, I want, uh, I would like to talk about Outlook everywhere. So whenever I will meet anybody, I will talk to him about Outlook. So I don't want you to uh, to be angry that I'm I'm talking about another business, but not the one I'm working for. But uh, mm -hmm. the owners then they understood and said, okay, it's not, there's no conflict of interest at all. So go on. Um, and in in, um, in three months almost. You know, there was another thing that we, we started to learn from Otlo. We started to learn many things uh, when, when we started with distraction, uh, when, when we were looking at the orders. Uh, we didn't know, we thought at the beginning when we were developing the idea that people will order food for their lunch. But we found there are two peaks in the day, every day. There is a lunch peak and there is a dinner week peak. Something mm. between four and something between eight and 10 uh, p.m. Right. Uh, and and we, we didn't know that. Uh, we also, a uh, uh, couple of months or, or maybe uh, a month after we launched, uh, there was Ramadan. And we thought we were going to close in, in Ramadan. Actually, we thought to give, uh, uh, to, to stop the website in Ramadan. But what happened is that we found that the, the website is still growing in Ramadan. And everybody's talking about us. And many people uh, take the breakfast outside. So they order from us through us or get the phones through us. And many people after uh, breakfast and, and they take their suhoor through our orders as well. And, and that was a, a nice surprise for us. Hmm. The problem so at that is, point, you know, what were you growing month over month? Uh, can you remember yeah. the, you know, the range? Uh, anything compared to zero is a big number, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course, <laughs> we, we were growing on the, perhaps 100% every month, something like this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly the numbers, but yes, we were growing, growing very well. Uh, and in, in, in a couple of months came the idea of financing. It, there mm. was no idea of financing at the beginning, but uh, I was sitting with a with a friend who was living in uh, the states, and I told him about the idea and that it's live and it's working, and he he was laughing at me. I told him why why were you, why are you laughing? And he said, uh, if you were in the states, he was always uh, this friend. He, he he always tries to convince me that I have to live. In the States, I have to leave Egypt and, and go and live in the States. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. he said, look, I told you, if you were in the States, you would have a, a check with a $1 million uh, on, on, on your desk now. Uh, that, you know, that was in late 1999, yeah. before the, it was in dot the time boom. of the dot-com boom, yes, dot-com boom. Yeah, so it was at the, at the peak of the of the boom when everything, you know, money was very flowing very easily. 
Yes, yes. And he said if you were in the States, uh, a $1 million check would be on your desk just right now. And I said, who? I didn't know. I didn't know anything about VCs or, or this yeah. money or anything. I was not following what's happening Nobody in the did. States. Yeah. Uh, it appears there are a few who did, but actually don't <laughs> me. <laughs> and, uh, so he told me about that and I, th- I said, but we don't have this in Egypt. We don't have people working like this in Egypt for investments. He said, no. I remember, uh, you know, this uh, mutual friend of ours, he is working in, in, in this area. Perhaps you could call him and, and ask him about it. And I called him and I went and met, and met him. And yes, he was working in investment banking, uh, more in equity. Uh, and uh, I explained to him the, the idea. He did not buy the idea, but he at least uh, gave me connections to other two or three uh, persons who might be interested. And at in the same time, he, 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 he thought with me who would be interested to, to help. He gave me some ideas and then, um, that was November or early. Yeah. It was almost November, 1999. And, and when did, uh, when had you started in, we, we, we started, uh, in, in September, September. So only three months. Yeah. Only okay. three months. Yes. Only yeah, three you... months away. Uh, or, or, or two months, actually two months and yeah. a half or so. Uh, and, uh, that was, yes, November timeframe. And, and when we, when we reached the end of December or perhaps mid December, I was sure that there, there will be somebody who's going to invest with us in, in, in three or four weeks, I met those few people who might be interested and I could feel it that one of them will be interested in, in financing us. Actually, this, uh, led me to, uh, leave my job. That was the time when I left my job and was, uh, full time with Otlu. Mm-hmm. I still had doubts, uh, but uh, I thought that giving it all my time might, might help. Indeed. Um, that was by the end of December, uh, or beginning of January. Uh, we have been talking with those, uh, with those people who work in, uh, if you would call it a VC, uh, and, and, and others, uh, we were getting order, uh, offers. Sometimes they were, you know, serious offers with numbers. And sometimes just, we want to be with you and how can we be with you and things like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, until in, in March, beginning of March, we were called by, uh, uh, the one who actually bought it, uh, IT works, uh, they called us and, uh, asked to, to meet and we met, I met your three, uh, I didn't know Yo3 before. I didn't know IT Works before. I was just hearing their name because they were our customers on Outlook. And uh, and I met him and he said, I'm interested to buy uh, the company, the whole company, uh, not invest with you. And actually, we don't want you in the market, in the, in the company, neither me nor uh, Mustafa. 
it was a surprise. Uh, I was, uh, when, when we met, I was going to travel then uh, after a couple of days to Jordan to meet another company who was interested in us as well. So I told them, look, uh, okay, I, I, I hear you, but I want to listen to the other company as well. When I come back, I'll talk to you. Uh, I went to Jordan. It was not a very successful trip. So I came back and I met him and, uh, he actually explained that they have other, uh, he knew that he knew, he explained to me that he knew, uh, the idea since the beginning. And actually he sent us, um, two of his, uh, his partner and, and a colleague or something. Uh, they met us very early, maybe in September, and they offered uh, us how, how we can help you. Uh, but uh, we didn't know then, we didn't know their company, we didn't know their name, we didn't, know, we, we didn't have the vision how they could help us. So it was a nice meeting, and that's it. We didn't even keep their numbers. Uh, he told us we were interested in you since the beginning, but you, you, you put us down. So I told him, no, I, we didn't put you down. It was just... Uh, misunderstanding or something. And now he said, we are following you and we, and we knew, uh, the number that you want, uh, for, for selling the business or how, how you evaluate your business and we want to buy, we want to acquire, uh, and we have other ideas, uh, uh that you are not here, that you are not part of, and we know how, how you think of the idea, but our idea is different. So we want other, other people to, to manage it first. I was very reluctant to send, actually, we needed the money. It was the best offer. It was uh, the most serious. Uh, but uh, being out of the business was not a very uh, appealing idea for me. And I was talking to uh, my, my partner, Mustafa, and uh, I was explaining to him that I feel that Otlub is my baby. I, it's not easy to sell your baby. But Mustafa was very realistic. He told me, no, Otlub is not your baby. Otlub is, is a business that we are doing to make money. And uh, we both have uh, new ideas to develop. Uh, we have new things to do. Uh, we want to do them. So you, you claim we'll make this money in three years. Why wait for three years to make it until we start our new business? Let's make it right now and go and, and do our, uh, our new businesses. And I agreed, I agreed to him. So we sold. Mm -hmm. This is the halt. So, yeah. So it, it's really quite an incredible story. It just shows the speed, you know, when, of, of, of how things can go once you're, uh, once you have traction. And, uh, you know, and you really do things, uh, the right way, starting from the market backwards and, uh, yes. And of course there is an element of, you know, the luck of probably, I expect that Yusri may have heard of you because all his staff was ordering from Otlo very early. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. you came under his radar and then, yes. uh, that's, right. that's when he started to realize the potential and he had the vision to be honest, to, to do it. Otlo, of course. Yeah has been acquired several times since then. And it's now Talabat here in Egypt. I think the, the biggest market share in the market, uh, in Egypt yes. and the whole region. So it's quite a, a big part of a very big 
kind of uh, delivery engine. But I, but I do want to ask you now, um, do you have regrets? I mean, do you feel you, you sold too early? Um, I don't have regrets, okay? Uh, actually, uh, Oplo, uh, I wouldn't be able to maintain Oplo uh, for this long time until it, it sure. evolved. You know, Oplo, Oplo has been in the market since 2000, but it hasn't evolved that evolving until it has been the, the last acquisition, perhaps in 2017 or something. I wouldn't be yeah. able to stay for 17 years uh, maintaining the company. Uh, I wouldn't be able to invest in it. Uh, uh, that investment that it needed. Uh, yeah, perhaps if I could, if you, if I could keep a small portion or something, that would be a nice idea. But um, the deal itself was like that. We wanted hundred percent, so yeah. I had to accept. I had so, to accept. are there? Do you see lessons for it in terms of timing for exits? You know, when to be acquired, when to go for funding, when to do all that? Uh, Look, uh, I'll tell you something. I'm, looking I'm, back, I'm not I mean, really, I, I'm not very really fond of uh, financing. Uh, uh -huh. No, no, no regrets, as I told you. But but uh, I'm, when, when I talk about financing, I'm not very fond of financing. Actually, I, 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 I prefer the bootstrapping thing. If you can, if you can pay it, go on and do it as, as long as you can. Uh, I understand the, the business model that's Everybody's doing right now. You get a VC and you work for this P VC. It's it's actually your company has, but the VC is putting his money in it, and and you and part of your uh, board. Um, yeah, it's it's a different business model. Everybody uh, selects the the business model that's suitable for him. Uh, it, it's it's the case by case. Uh, if you have the money to 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 start your business, go on and delay the investment as much as possible if you are successful. If you are not going to be successful unless you get money, then you have to get money. It's actually, this right. is what we learned from Oplo. Yani we tried as much as, when, as, much as possible uh, to be successful, but, uh, but there, there, got a, uh, there was a minute that we knew we are not going to go any further. We don't have the ability to go any further. So we need, mm -hmm. we need this support. Exactly. Support, you know. It's not only financing, by the way, if, if you go to a VC or a partner, a big partner, or you're being acquired or invested at or anything, it's not only the money. It's also the, the political support, the experience, this, the, the, the weight of this partner that you have. Right. So I guess the lesson learned there is that, you know, if you can grow alone, that's great. That's better. Or yeah, that's the true. most independent uh, in in your in your view, but however, there are businesses that do need outside financing and do need outside help, sure. and in that case, that, that would be the right decision. So it really depends on the case. Uh, it's a case so by case, and and you know it depends yeah. on the person as well. There are persons who are not, you know, they they don't they cannot live long in in building a company. They they need to be. They don't. They need yeah. to exit as soon as possible because Indeed. their presence in the company is 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 as bad as <laughs> as anything mm -hmm. else. So they need to exit. Yeah. That's a good. So knowing yourself is also important. Yes, sure. So before we wind up, like the Outlook story, is there anything else you want to say about it? Any kind of reflections you have on it? 
No, I think we, we said it all now. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so, I mean, after that you did, uh, you, you founded it blocks, which is a great company yeah. created many products and it's still like in the market uh, to this day. And also you've been, um, an exceptional contributor, I must say to the, to the startup ecosystem. Uh, you give like you volunteer, uh, courses, you know, sharing your experience with others. And also you, uh, you know, you do a lot of support. Even I know that a lot of founders come to you for advice and things like that in an informal way as well. Um, do you have any like, um, general thoughts about how the startup ecosystem in the region has developed over the, this period? Uh, look, I'll, I'll, uh, I know there are uh, very good companies that had started, uh, uh, using the help of the startup ecosystem, actually using the help of the VCs, using the help of, uh, incubators. Uh, I think nobody can, uh, can overlook, uh, the role that, uh, flat six labs has played or, uh, uh, endure capital, uh, uh, when, when they started, uh, investing in, in the Egyptian companies, uh, there were, uh, other VCs long ago, perhaps they have not been as successful as, uh, those, uh, however, uh, same as there are very good companies started and, and I, I wish them all very well, uh, very good luck. There are also other very bad companies in the market. Uh, that have be, have got investments. I, I remember I was talking to one of my friends who was a was who's a VC, and I told him, "Why are you investing in those people?" And he said, "Look, this is what we have in the market, and we need to invest. These are the people whom we find. Uh, there are there are very poor ideas, uh, poor uh, founders. It's not good." Uh, to go and, you know, it's, it's not very good to democratize everything. Not everyone should be in the ecosystem because if your ecosystem is good, I think if it is, if it is, uh, if the, if the more good companies, uh, you have, uh, the more system would be, and the more people would learn and start other systems. You can look at Kareem, for example, after it has been acquired, how many people out of Kareem stuff got out and started good businesses as well. Uh, yeah, I understand the idea of starting from the lower level and those accelerators and incubators in the market, but I don't like their outcome yet. The, they have the, yeah, very, very high ratio of, uh, food company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. Perhaps we can, we, uh, I, I think it, it will go back again to the, to, to what I always write on. And if you follow my, uh, my posts on Facebook, it goes to the education system, it goes back to the education system. Yeah. So we really have a very bad education system. Yeah. I, I would say, uh, that's, uh, I partially, um, you know, I understand where you're coming from. And at the same time, I think it's, it's a normal, uh, maturity cycle for the ecosystem. Uh, to learn the hard way, uh, you know, how to, you know, who can work in this ecosystem and who can't. Uh, and, uh, you know, as you said, it's success will breed more success. So like Kareem sure. has 
actually uh, created uh, through its uh, employees many very good startups. Uh, this will keep happening. Uh, and as more and more startups exit and uh, okay. they will create more and more experience. And the same for the VCs and the accelerators and things like that. And as we get uh, outside capital with experience from, you know, from the US and Europe, they will also share their experience and this will add more and more value as well. The market is there, obviously. We're a huge market. Uh, the Arab world is over 300 million people. Um, and so there's a lot uh, that can be done in the market. And so this is like, it's the growing pains. Um, I understand. Uh, I understand. And I agree as, with you, yes. You're yeah, right. As they say. Uh, it just yeah. has to happen. People have to make the mistakes to learn. And uh, it is what it is. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, yeah. when I when I reflect on it. So uh, speaking of the Arab world, I mean, do you see, what do you see are the, like the challenges that we have here that, that maybe will not be as strong if we were, you know, like your friend said, if you were in the US, you'd have a million dollars, you know, what, what, what other kinds of challenges do you think people, uh, founders here have that maybe ones in the globe don't have? And what are also the opportunities they might have that others around the globe won't have? No, Ali, I mean, uh, in, in, in now in this time, uh, 2022, we don't have different challenges. Challenges are, are almost the same everywhere now. Uh, on, on, uh, on the contrary, we have opportunities because the country has a lot of challenges. So we have a lot of opportunities to start <laughs> new businesses. And uh, exactly. I think that, uh, you know, before this crisis, before the war in Ukraine, um, uh, there were lots of, uh, uh, VCs and money on the table. So there were opportunities for getting finance. If, if this was the main challenge here, uh, many people would, uh, would invest. Uh, so the idea is you start good business. You can build good business. There are a lot of opportunities in the market. Now, uh, we have a big market, uh, a lot of challenges. And here we are waiting for the solutions to those challenges. Right. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the fact that we have so many challenges in the country also creates opportunity. Yeah. Like, for sure. example, there wasn't a strong public transport system. So there was an opportunity for something like Swivel to create a very big company very quickly in this area. Yeah. Uh, and you can imagine, you know, many other things of this type. Everything. Yes. Yeah, uh, you, can, you can also look uh, at, uh, I, I, I admire a company in, in Saudi Arabia called Noon. It's not Noon, the e-commerce company, right. it's an education company and they, uh, yeah. they had a nice idea and they started it, uh, a few years ago, they started with Egypt using Egyptian, mm -hmm. uh, teachers while they're selling in the Saudi Arabia market, but using Egyptian teachers and then, uh, the company has grown in Egypt, in Saudi Arabia, and they opened in Pakistan. They got a lot of investment and, and they're growing. And I like the idea. Again, it's, it was a challenge and they found an opportunity in it and, and actually they built it with a good idea. I like sure. the, the model. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another great example. It just shows how quick you can grow because of all the challenges. I mean, because of the challenges, you have opportunities. Yes, uh, that's and that's why I'm very optimistic about the, you know, uh, Arabian startup, uh, market. 
So, I mean, yeah. and uh, I'm going to like just tell the listeners, you know, that, that you are also working on an interesting idea that will solve one of the challenges. I know you're not ready to talk about it yet. But, yes. you know, everyone stay tuned because Ayman is doing something really cool. Next time, I'll, which I'll, is, we'll uh, talk about it. Yeah, next time we're going to, I'm going to have you again on the podcast, uh, inshallah, to talk about it. Inshallah. inshallah. So, I mean, before I wrap up, we have like a quick uh, rapid fire question kind of thing. Just uh, some quick uh, questions to close up the podcast. Um, the first one is, uh, do you have any books you like to recommend to people, you know, when it comes to startups? Or anything in life, actually. No, I I I don't recall right now while we're talking uh, a book as a book, but uh, I, I would always recommend people to read. Reading is a very or or even uh, get uh, you know to learn. Not you know not only reading. Now there are lots of ways to learn and to get information. Uh, I, I used right. to to read the novels at the beginning. I I, I never liked. The reading uh, uh, business books or or these things. I always like the novels, uh, but lately I'm uh, I'm getting a lot of information. Actually, I feel it's university by itself uh, on Twitter. Twitter for me is the main source of education right now. Mm. Uh, lots of threads, lots of good information. Yeah. Uh, so what I always recommend people is to learn the way they want. Podcasts, uh, YouTube. Right. Twitter, Facebook, whatever, but just go on and get the experience and learn. Learn from everywhere. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I think that Twitter and podcasts especially are underrated in the region here. People don't realize how much value is there, yeah. especially for our industry. I'm new to podcasts. Uh, I just started a couple of months ago to listen to podcasts and I found them uh, very interesting. I know people who, who listen to podcasts on their uh, drive home or drive to work or these things, but actually I, I try to, to, to listen to them while I'm walking for, for uh, uh, at night or something. And, and, and I find podcasts are very good. If you find a good podcast that you like, the, 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 exactly. the points that he's talking about, the topics that he covers. Yep. And, uh, okay. Second question. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of remote work in this? You know, there's a lot of talk about remote work since the pandemic. You think it's good or bad? Again, it's a case by case. Again, it's case by case. Actually, uh, when we used to work in, in uh, remote work, uh, during, uh, in, in 2020, uh, the company was uh, very productive and it was a good idea. However, after the remote, remote work period ended and we went back to work, I think that, uh, no, I don't like remote work right, uh, for my company, at least now. However, uh, I think that we were the, the new normal that we will all live with is that the, uh, some people will work remotely and some people will work on the office and, and it will be a blended uh, model. Right. Okay. Third question. Uh, what? Is the, like the, the thing you hate most when you, when, um, when you, when you hire someone, what's the thing you hate most when they do? Look, I, the, yeah, uh, the most important thing that I like in every employee is, uh, is the responsibility. If he is not responsible, this is something that you can, that I cannot bear. Uh, mm -hmm. 
responsibility is the most important thing in any character, in any work, in any right. partnership. Ownership. You know, yeah, in, in the ownership. Yeah. Not known. It doesn't have to be ownership. He just has to be responsible. Because if he, if he says something, he has to be to his word. He has to be there for his word. He doesn't have to own the thing. I understand that um, they do not have to own it. There are employees that, yes, you need to have their ownership. But there are the, the most of the employees, you just need to, have, to be responsible. This is the most important. Right. Okay. Last quick fire question. If uh, you were to guess which industry the next, the first $10 billion startup in the region works in, which industry do you think it will be in? Mm, the next largest company, you mean? Yeah. I think it will be is between uh, education or health. Education or health. Okay. Of course, the fintech so, is, they have a lot of money. You know, fintech is money company. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would not talk about fintechs because they have a lot of money anyways. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I think it, it would be health. Health. Interesting. So uh, I like to close on a note of gratitude. So I'm going to ask you, is there, can you think of someone who gave you a gift, not necessarily like a physical gift, any kind of gift that, that, you really appreciate and that has helped you in your life? Actually, it was, uh, it's something that happened uh, recently, uh, a month ago uh, or six weeks ago. Uh, a friend who is not a very close friend, whom I just met once, uh, he called me, uh, or perhaps I don't remember exactly, but he, uh, I think he WhatsApped me. Uh, telling me that he's in uh, Mecca and he wants to pray for me. And he was asking uh, what would I like him to pray for. Uh, it was a surprise, but a very nice surprise. And I, I, I owe him uh, this thing. I owe it to him. Yeah, that he thought of you at that time. Yes, sure. Yeah, wonderful. So thank you very much, Ayman, for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure everybody who listened learned a lot about, you know, what the first days of a startup could be like. Uh, and um, I really appreciate this gift of your time. Thank you very much, Ali. Welcome. And, and I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to the next session to talk, tell you about my new... Absolutely. Venture. Me too. I can't wait. Sure. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Startups Arabia podcast. If there was something you really liked about what the guests said today, reach out to them on social media and tell them what you liked. And of course, if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? You don't want to miss any of our great upcoming episodes. Also, please rate us and give us comments on our social media accounts so that we know how to improve. And also tell us what you like. We don't mind hearing that either. Until next time, this was your host, Adi's Whale.